Verses one through twenty of In Memoriam A H H. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. In Memoriam A H H, by Alfred Lord Tennyson. Verses one through twenty. One. I held it truth, with him who sings, to one clear harp in diverse tones, that men may rise on stepping-stones of their dead selves to higher things. But who shall so forecast the years, and find in loss a gain to match, or reach a hand through time to catch the far-off interest of tears? Let love clasp grief, lest both be drowned, let darkness keep her raven gloss. Ah, sweeter to be drunk with loss, To dance with death, to beat the ground, Than that the victor hours should scorn The long result of love, and boast, Behold the man that loved and lost, But all he was is overworn. 2. Old you, which graspest at the stones That name the underlying dead, Thy fibres net the dreamless head, Thy roots are wrapped about the bones. The seasons bring the flower again, And bring the firstling to the flock, And in the dusk of thee the clock Beats out the little lives of men. O oh, not for thee the glow, the bloom, Who changest not in any gale, Nor branding summer suns avail To touch thy thousand years of gloom. And gazing on thee, sullen tree, sick for thy stubborn hardihood, I seem to fail from out my blood, and grow incorporate into thee. 3. O sorrow, cruel fellowship! O priestess in the vaults of death! O sweet and bitter in a breath! What whispers from thy lying lip? The stars, she whispers, blindly run. A web is woven across the sky. From out waste places comes a cry, And murmurs from the dying sun. And all the phantom nature stands, With all the music in her tone, A hollow echo of my own, A hollow form with empty hands. And shall I take a thing so blind, Embrace her as my natural good, Or crush her like a vice of blood, Upon the threshold of the mind. 4. To sleep I give my powers away, My will is bondsman to the dark, I sit within a helmless bark, And with my heart I muse and say, O oh heart, how fares it with thee now, That thou shouldst fail from thy desire, Who scarcely darest to inquire, What is it makes me beat so low? Something it is which thou hast lost, Some pleasure from thine early years. Break, thou deep vase of chilling tears, That grief hath shaken into frost. Such clouds of nameless troubles cross All night below the darkened eyes, With morning wakes the will and cries, Thou shalt not be the fool of loss. 5. I sometimes hold it half a sin, to put in words the grief I feel. For words, like nature, half reveal and half conceal the soul within. 
but for the unquiet heart and brain, a use in measured language lies, the sad mechanic exercise like dull narcotics numbing pain. In words, like weeds, I'll wrap me o'er, like coarsest clothes against the cold, but that large grief which these enfold is given in outline, and no more. 6. One writes that other friends remain, that loss is common to the race, and common is the commonplace, and vacant chaff well meant for grain. That loss is common would not make my own less bitter, rather more, too common, never morning war to evening but some heart did break. O father, wheresoe'er thou be, who pledged now thy gallant son, a shot ere half thy draught be done, hath stilled the life that beat from thee. O mother, praying God will save thy sailor, while thy head is bowed, his heavy-shotted hammock shroud drops in his vast and wandering grave. Ye know no more than I, who wrought at that last hour to please him well, who mused on all I had to tell, and something written, something thought, expecting still his advent home, and ever met him on his way with wishes, thinking, Here to-day, or here to-morrow will he come. O oh, somewhere, meek, unconscious dove, that sittest ranging golden hair, and glad to find thyself so fair, poor child, that waitest for thy love. For now her father's chimney glows in expectation of a guest, and thinking, this will please him best, she takes a riband, or a rose, for he will see them on to-night, and with the thought her colour burns, and having left the glass, she turns once more to set a ringlet right. And even when she turned, the curse had fallen, and her future lord was drowned in passing through the ford, or killed in falling from his horse. Oh, what to her shall be the end? And what to me remains of good? To her, perpetual maidenhood, and unto me no second friend. 7. Dark house, by which once more I stand, here in the long unlovely street, doors, where my heart was used to beat so quickly, waiting for a hand, a hand that can be clasped no more. Behold me, for I cannot sleep, and like a guilty thing I creep at earliest morning to the door. He is not here, but far away the noise of life begins again, and ghastly through the drizzling rain, on the bald street breaks the blank day. 8. A happy lover who has come to look on her that loves him well, who lights and rings the gateway bell, and learns her gone and far from home. He saddens. All the magic light dies off at once from bower and hall, and all the place is dark, and all the chambers emptied of delight. So find I every pleasant spot in which we two were wont to meet, the field, the chamber, and the street, for all is dark where thou art not. Yet as that other, wandering there in those deserted walks, may find a flower beat with rain and wind, which once she fostered up with care. So seems it in my deep regret, O oh, my forsaken heart, with thee and this poor flower of poesy, 
which little cared for fades not yet. But since it pleased a vanished eye, I go to plant it on his tomb, that if it can, it there may bloom, or dying, there at least may die. 9. Fair ship, that from the Italian shore sailest the placid ocean plains, with my lost Arthur's loved remains, spread thy full wings, and waft him o'er. So draw him home to those that mourn in vain. A favourable speed ruffle thy mirrored mast, And lead through prosperous floods his holy urn. All night no ruder air perplex thy sliding keel, Till phosphor, bright as our pure love, Through early light shall glimmer on the dewy decks. Sphere all your lights around, above. Sleep, gentle heavens, before the prow. Sleep, gentle winds, as he sleeps now. My friend, the brother of my love. My Arthur, whom I shall not see, Till all my widowed race be run, Dear as the mother to the son, More than my brothers are to me. 10. I hear the noise about thy keel, I hear the bells struck in the night, I see the cabin window bright, I see the sailor at the wheel, Thou bring'st the sailor to his wife, And travelled men from foreign lands, And letters unto trembling hands, And thy dark freight of vanished life. So bring him, we have idle dreams, This look of quiet flatters thus our home-bred fancies. O oh, to us, the fools of habit, Sweeter seems to rest beneath the clover sod That takes the sunshine and the rains, or where the kneeling hamlet drains the chalice of the grapes of God, than if with thee the roaring wells should gulf him fathom deep in brine, and hands so often clasped in mine should toss with tangle and with shells. 11. Calm is the morn without a sound, calm as to suit a calmer grief, and only throw the faded leaf the chestnut pattering to the ground. Calm and deep peace on this high wold, And on these dews that drench the firs, And all the silvery gossamers That twinkle into green and gold. Calm and still light on yon great plain That sweeps with all its autumn bowers, And crowded farms and lessening towers, To mingle with the bounding main. Calm and deep peace in this wide air, These leaves that redden to the fall, And in my heart if calm at all, if any calm, a calm despair. Calm on the seas, and silver sleep, and waves that sway themselves in rest, and dead calm in that noble breast, which heaves but with the heaving deep. 12. Lo, as a dove when up she springs to bear through heaven a tale of woe, some dolorous message knit below the wild pulsation of her wings. Like her I go. I cannot stay. I leave this mortal ark behind, a weight of nerves without a mind, and leave the cliffs, and haste away, o'er ocean mirrors rounded large, and reach the glow of southern skies, and see the sails at distance rise, and linger weeping on the marge, and saying, Comes he thus, my friend? Is this the end of all my care, And circle moaning in the air? Is this the end? Is this the end? 
and forward dart again, and play about the prow, and back return to where the body sits, and learn that I have been an hour away. 13. Tears of the widower, when he sees a late lost form that sleep reveals, and moves his doubtful arms, and feels her place is empty, fall like these, which weep a loss for ever new, a void where heart on heart reposed, and where warm hands have pressed and closed, silence till I be silent too, which weeps the comrade of my choice, an awful thought, alive for moved, the human-hearted man I loved, a spirit, not a breathing voice. Come, time, and teach me, many years, I do not suffer in a dream. For now so strange do these things seem, mine eyes have leisure for their tears. My fancy's time to rise on wing, and glance about the approaching sails, as though they brought but merchants' bales, and not the burden that they bring. 14. If one should bring me this report, that thou hadst touched the land to-day, and I went down unto the quay, and found thee lying in the port, and standing, muffled round with woe, should see thy passengers in rank come stepping lightly down the plank, and beckoning unto those they know, and if along with these should come the man I held as half-divine, should strike a sudden hand in mine, and ask a thousand things of home, and I should tell him all my pain, and how my life had drooped of late, and he should sorrow o'er my state, and marvel what possessed my brain. And I perceived no touch of change, no hint of death in all his frame, but found him all in all the same. I should not feel it to be strange. 15. To-night the winds begin to rise, and roar from yonder dropping day. The last red leaf is whirled away, the rooks are blown about the skies. The forest cracked, the waters curled, the cattle huddled on the lee, and wildly dashed on tower and tree, the sunbeam strikes along the world. And but for fancies, which aver that all thy motions gently pass athwart a plain of molten glass, I scarce could brook the strain and stir that makes the barren branches loud. And but for fear it is not so, the wild unrest that lives in woe would dote and pour on yonder cloud that rises upward always higher, and onward drags a labouring breast, and topples round the dreary west, a looming bastion fringed with fire. 16. What words are these have fallen from me? Can calm despair and wild unrest be tenants of a single breast, or sorrow such a changeling be? Or doth she only seem to take the touch of change in calm or storm, but knows no more of transient form in her deep self than some dead lake that holds the shadow of a lark hung in the shadow of a heaven? Or has the shock, so harshly given, confused me like the unhappy bark that strikes by night a craggy shelf, and staggers blindly ere she sink, and stunned me from my power to think, and all my knowledge of myself, and made me that delirious man whose fancy fuses old and new, and flashes into false and true, and mingles all without a plan. 17. Thou comest, 
much wept for. Such a breeze compelled thy canvas, and my prayer was as the whisper of an air to breathe thee over lonely seas. For I in spirit saw thee move through circles of the bounding sky, week after week, the days go by. Come quick, thou bringest all I love. Henceforth, wherever thou mayest roam, my blessing, like a line of light, is on the waters day and night, and like a beacon guards thee home. So may whatever tempest Mars mid-ocean spare thee, sacred bark, and balmy drops in summer dark slide from the bosom of the stars. So kind an office hath been done, such precious relics brought by thee, the dust of him I shall not see, till all my widowed race be run. 18. Tis well, tis something. We may stand where he in English earth is laid, and from his ashes may be made the violet of his native land. Tis little, but it looks in truth as if the quiet bones were blessed among familiar names to rest, and in the places of his youth. Come, then, pure hands, and bear the head that sleeps or wears the mask of sleep, and come, whatever loves, to weep, and hear the ritual of the dead. Ah, yet, even yet, if this might be, I, falling on his faithful heart, would breathing through his lips impart the life that almost dies in me, that dies not, but endures with pain, and slowly forms the firmer mind, treasuring the look it cannot find, the words that are not heard again. 19. The Danube to the Severn gave the darkened heart that beat no more. They laid him by the pleasant shore, and in the hearing of the wave. There twice a day the Severn fills, the salt sea water passes by, and hushes half the babbling why, and makes a silence in the hills. The why is hushed nor moved along, and hushed my deepest grief of all, when filled with tears that cannot fall. I brim with sorrow, drowning song. The tide flows down, the wave again is vocal in its wooded walls. My deeper anguish also falls, and I can speak a little then. 20. The lesser griefs that may be said, that breathe a thousand tender vows, are but as servants in a house where lies the master newly dead, who speak their feeling as it is, and weep the fullness from the mind, it will be hard, they say, to find another service such as this. My lighter moods are like to these, that out of words a comfort win. But there are other griefs within, and tears that at their fountain freeze. For by the hearth the children sit, cold in that atmosphere of death, and scarce endure to draw the breath, or like to noiseless phantoms flit. But open converse is there none. So much the vital spirits sink, to see the vacant chair, and think, How good! How kind! And he is gone! End of verses 1 through 20